Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Things aren't getting better quickly for the Twins, Jim. They now find themselves uh, sub-500, as the entire division does, still in uh, first place. It's a curious spot to find yourself. Uh, you know, the trade deadline is a ways off yet, but gosh, almost everybody's still in contention in some division. No, very true. Uh, you know, it'll probably play out by the time people actually start making trades. There'll mm-hmm. be some hopeless teams, and there'll be some teams who realize they. But, but this is, you make a good point, though. And I, I really think, you know, Manfred, not, nobody really likes Rob Manfred. But, <laughs> but, but, he, he, but the pit, you know, he's moving the sport in the right direction. And mm-hmm. one of the things we're seeing here uh, with the, you know, the extra wild cards, more teams are going to stay in contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you're going to see less teams just giving up. And I think that's a good thing for the sport. Um, now, you know, if you're as bad as the Oakland A's or Kansas City Royals, you know you're hopeless and you're just going to trade away and try to rebuild. But there are going to be fewer of those teams, I think, uh, under this new system. Now, as you said, the Twins are very in a very interesting situation. Mm-hmm. They are objectively not very good. Uh, we are 73 games in and they're below 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're objectively not very good. Yet they've invested a lot in this team, and they have a lot of talent. So, you know, I used to talk to Terry Ryan off the record a lot around trading deadline. Hey, what are you really thinking here? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you tell me, I think this team has earned my support. It has earned me spending assets to give it every chance. And there are other teams who say, this team has not earned the right for me to trade away future assets because I don't trust these. I don't trust this group. I don't think this team's going to win anything, whether I trade or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, this front office has tended to be very aggressive. They went, they went hard last summer uh, for a team, you know, with a team that was, you know, struggling at the time they made those trades, mm-hmm. and it didn't pay off. And they gave away a lot of good prospects to get in Jorge Lopez, who's had both, you know, mechanical and now mental problems. Uh, Molly, who's Molly, who's been injured most of his time at, uh, with under Twins contract, and Fulmer, who was okay for a couple of months. And that's why I, I always tell people to calm down around trade deadlines. So many trade that most trade deadline deals do not yield what you want. Um, for a trade deadline deal to work, A, the, the p- player you, got, you get has to perform well immediately because you've only got a couple months. And B, uh, you, you have to hope that the tr- players you trade away end up not being people who come back to haunt you. And C, you also have to have team success. If you trade for somebody and they, they play, perform well, but they don't help your team get over the hump, then it's really not worth it either. So, uh, long-winded answer. Uh, this is a very disappointing team at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's enough talent here they could rally, but it's a hard team to believe in at the moment. So, uh, let's use the Terry Ryan analysis. Does he trust him or does he not trust him? How do you feel about the Twins? If you were in the front office, would you do you trust this team that if you added a, a piece or two and gave up some future that they that they could make some kind of a run in the postseason? I don't really trust this team, mm-hmm. I have to admit. Um, and, you know, they don't – they've pitched very well. The rotation has performed very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've seen a little bit of slippage from Gray, which makes sense. He's already going to have a 1.3 ERA all season. Uh, I don't know. There's nobody who's really dominant, though. As well as they pitched as a group, is there anybody you'd get really excited about right now pitching game one of the playoffs? Uh, the bullpen, Duran's been excellent. They have a chance of uh, this. They have good arms out there uh, with Lopez not performing and now being on the mental health list. 
uh, you know, how, how much do you really trust people other than Durant? Stewart might end up being a, a great pitcher all year. He might end up handling the eighth inning. He might end up being a key in this team rallying, but how much do you trust him? The biggest thing here is this team doesn't take good at bats. Mm. That could change. That could improve. But even some of their veterans, even some of their best players are not taking good at bats. It's hard to believe that just – and it's, it's hard to give them much credit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, will, I will caution that baseball teams can turn it around. And I would also say that at the trade deadline, maybe you, get, maybe you trade for one Nelson Cruz type and he fixes everything. You know, I mean, Roy Smalley's been saying that for years. You have to have one person in the middle of your lineup you can rely on for quality at-bats every day, for run production, uh, to kind of take pressure off people around him. It might be a case where you trade for the one right hitter and everything else falls into place offensively. But, you know, boy, you better nail it. You better get just the right guy at just the right time. That guy is not presently on the 40-man roster, you don't feel? No, uh, Correa is a good hitter, but not a great hitter, and he's having a terrible year. Mm-hmm. Buxton, even at his best, Buxton isn't really great at taking at bats. He's not really a scientific hitter. He just can, if he gets his, gets his pitch, he's going to crush it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirilov might be that guy. Polanco is sometimes that guy. But I, to me, these are all guys you want batting, you know, two, five, six, seven. I mean, if you had, when you know, when you had Cruz in the three hole, so many other things fell into place. Um, and I could see if you get, he went out and got a veteran, Nelson. Let's say if you get Nelson Cruz in his prime, you traded for him right now. Mm-hmm. Now you'd have a power hitting right hander who produces runs. Uh, now Kirilov probably slots nicely into the cleanup behind him as a left handed hitter, and you know. Buxton is maybe your number five. Cray is your number two. And now all of a sudden your lineup looks like it has some depth and some power and some run production. I, I could see that working. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to be really confident in it because the current batter, current hitters are taking such terrible at-bats. Does that one hitter – and it could happen. Like Shannon Stewart, 2003, that team was taking terrible at-bats. They, they traded for Shannon Stewart. And all of a sudden everybody started taking better at-bats. That could happen. Mm-hmm. But what are the odds? I don't know. And, you know, when you venture into the trade market, there's no guarantee that even the major leaguer you're getting in return is going to be better than the minor leaguers you're shipping out. The Twins are feeling some blowback a little bit on some of their trades in, in recent years. Right now, as a matter of fact, with Spencer Steer, perhaps the National League Rookie of the Year, and Yanni Cano, unhittable out of the Baltimore bullpen. There has been some guys they've traded that, you know, have developed. They have, uh, and, and this is where... I have some empathy for the front office. Mm-hmm. When they don't go for it, they're accused of being cheap and <laughs> right, passive. Right. When no they win. do go for it, <laughs> and when they do go for it, and it isn't the perfect trade, people go crazy. Uh, you got to kind of pick a lane, you know. Mm. Um, so, and and I think all deals are different. Mm. I liked the Pablo Lopez deal. Mm-hmm. To me, this organization getting somebody a high end starter at a young age that is willing to stay in Minnesota for a long time for a Really good singles hitter. That deal, and they got two extra prospects in that deal. To me, that deal made sense. Yep. Now, yep. Arise, if it rise hits 400, there's no way around that, that deal looking bad right now because this team is not hitting, and Arise would be by far this team's best hitter. So, that you know, there are level, layers to this. I thought that was the right kind of deal to make. 
right now it doesn't look very good. I can't really defend it because Arise is tearing it up and Lopez is not pitching well. Yeah. Uh, the trade deadline deals last year, people got really excited about them. I was a little skeptical because, uh, once again, it's really hard to ace deadline deals. Mm-hmm. And if Mali and Lopez had done their jobs this year and stayed healthy, then you could justify it, but they haven't. Um, you know, the Donaldson deal, I thought he was just the right kind of player. I thought they were going for it. He didn't perform here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, again, there are two different things. I mean, there are stupid deals, and there are deals that made sense at the time and don't turn out well. They've done a lot of deals that I thought made sense at the time that have not turned out well. Uh, Arise is kind of, you know, not very good defensively. He's really a DH. Uh, so that's why, to me, it looks like the Twins were planning on Buxton being a DH quite a while ago because, you know, did that lead partially to the trade of a rise because there was not going to be DH bats available? I think they started thinking long before they let on yep. that they were going to. When they got Michael Taylor, uh, I thought he was a backup center fielder, and it's obviously now that they got him to be their center fielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they started thinking January, February, Buxton might have to be a DH to stay in the lineup every day. Uh, and we might want to at least with this. And then remember, Buxton you know, ended last year. I mean, he, he, he didn't, I don't think he was able to do as much quality work this winter as they had hoped or because of the injury. So I think they anticipated he was going to start the years at DH and they built their roster that way. And yes, that might've also contributed to their willingness to trade a rise. And I really do think they looked at this and said, okay, you play a rise at first base. That means Carolock doesn't have a spot, right? You play a rise in, in outfield. He's not a good outfielder. And that means that, you know, you know, Gallo, uh, Taylor, Kepler, Larnick, Walner are not, are not going to have a spot. Polanco's your second baseman with Julian coming behind him. Uh, Miranda's going to be your third baseman with Royce Lewis coming behind him. I really do think they looked at it and thought, we can afford to trade Lewis a rise. Mm-hmm. And that would sound better right now if Louis wasn't hitting 400 and right. if the Twins hitters had done their job. If, if the Twins hitters were doing their job, this, the deal would still look pretty good, even with Louis hitting 400, but you say, okay, yeah, but Kirilov is tearing it up, and Miranda tore it up, and Lewis is tearing it up. The fact that they're taking terrible at-bats makes everything they've done look worse. Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.